Blog Talk Radio. To all of our listeners, welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with interaction and, of course, an intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media out there, the lazy, whatchamacallits. Our listeners learn and participate oftentimes because the issues discussed here, you know, have a great effect and direct effect on their own lives. So if you have a comment for anyone on the show, our phone number is 9 is uh, 1347-826-7400. Now, moving right along in November of 2014 midterm elections, we need not only remove the American hating Democrats, but the rhinos as we uh, as well as uh, the 30-year-old people, 30-year-in-office uh, people like uh, Mitch McConnell. I know we're going to have some things to say about him during the show. You know, we've got a war going on in Congress right now, and someone who surfaced uh, has really shined a light in that area. But just for the fun of it, you know, bringing up a subject like uh Rhinos, we ought to go in reverse and realize how despicable those on the left can be. Like Democrats say, we proved communism works. That's uh, the uh, Democrat representative, Joe uh, Garcia, Democrat of Florida. I just hate it that he's in Florida. I wish you guys would come get him and take him over there wherever you're at. <laughs> now, you know, in uh, uh, the uh, whole issue of uh, looking at someone by the name of Vladimir Putin, you know, I, I would never in a million years believe that Vladimir Putin could have been owned to something, if you will. You know, a letter from Russian Vladimir Putin to the American people has been kind of circulating around the Internet and in the past couple of, uh, of weeks in In the letter, Putin reintroduces Americans to some unpleasant facts about history and life they'd rather forget, such as Nixon's reasoning behind massive carpet bombing of millions of North Vietnamese for the purpose of looking good while exiting the war, and how Pakistan has been using the uh, United States as a false ally to gain foreign aid while using the funds to embolden the Taliban in Afghanistan. He calls out Barack Hussein Obama for having the audacity to meet with gay rights activists while he is in Russia. And that's going to happen sometime either this week or next week. Putin, you know, despises and talks about while refusing to... uh, uh, carve away enough time to meet with him to solve the Syrian uh, issue over there, he compares the action to the equivalent of him being Putin coming to America and meeting with Obama's, what he would call the domestic enemy, the NRA. Putin said, how do I put this politely? You Americans are dumb. Today, Russia and America are fighting each other over fighting Muslim radicals. Instead, we should be uniting to crush those violent Islamics once and for all. You Americans want to remove my ally, the Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad, to borrow a phrase from your own John Fitzgerald Kennedy, Assad may be a son of a bitch, But he's my son of a bitch. Putin said, I'll be the first to say that Obama's red line comment was dumb. It's obvious he hadn't thought it through. One can see in the words that he used to express his policy, he said that the red line would be crossed if a whole bunch of chemical weapons were used. What kind of language is that? How does one qualify a whole bunch This is the president of 
the high and mighty United States, and he's talking like a schoolboy, all for the this silliness over Saren in uh, Syria? Do I think that Assad did it? Gas those people? I don't know. I've never asked him. He's certainly capable of it, and yet only the Americans think that the case against Assad is a slam dunk. Everyone else agrees that the case is murky. Everyone else follows the first rule of intelligence gathering. Consider the source, namely the pro-rebel media. In this instance, the rebels were losing, and they then got gassed. And now Uncle Sam is rushing to their side. How convenient. Putin says that the Romans, who knew something about both imperialism and trickery, always said, who boy on? Who benefits? Well, the beneficiaries in this episode are the rebels, also known as Al-Qaeda. Way to go, Americans. Putin says, go ahead. Look for this information in your mainstream American media. <laughs> you, <clears throat> your so-called free press, you can barely find it. Yankee lapdog porters will cover everything that Obama says and everything that John McCain says, but they won't send reporters to war zones to go to the actual uh, place and figure out what happened. Now, yes, American reporters are sheep. They try to figure out what Obama wants them to write, and then they write it. Or if Obama doesn't have a clear line on some topic, which is often they look over their shoulder to the other reporter next to them, say, copy that, you know, like I said, sheep. Putin said, I'm not against gas warfare, I'm for gas warfare. If that's what it takes, for example, I would love to gas the Chesnians, all 1.2 million of them. They're like cockroaches, murderous Muslim cockroaches. And if the, the Chechens had done to Americans what they have done to Russians, maybe the U.S. public would want to join us. Oh, wait, they have, by the way, the Boston bombers, those uh, Tajmir brothers were Chesnians. You took them in against our advice. You put them on welfare for a decade, ignored our intelligence warnings, and then they terror-bombed you. <laughs> the Chesnians deserve to be fumigated. As a, uh, an aside, what's wrong with your media? They seem like useful idiots, to borrow Lenin's phrase from the terrorists. Rolling Stones cover, remember, really? And uh, that would never happen in Russia. In addition, there are another billion or more Muslims to the south of Russia, and a lot of them are troubled too. Indeed, Russia has been fighting Muslims all across Central Asia for centuries. It's not easy, but the American leaders don't seem to understand any of this. They are lost in their silly theories about uh, liberation, human rights, and all of that nonsense. Uh-huh. They don't see that the struggle with the radical Islamists is a war, pure and simple. It's a war that should unite all civilized countries in the world, and I didn't say democratic countries, I said civilized. One Western journalist who at least begins to understand where I'm coming from is the New York Times, Stephen Lemires. In his report on August 28, Myers accurately describes the Putin view of what's been going on in the Middle East. In his view... The United States and its partners have unleashed the forces of extermination in uh, country after country in the Middle East by forcing or advocating change in leadership. 
from Iraq, Libya, to Egypt, and to Syria? Putin says, that's right. Over the last 15 years, from Clinton to Bush 43 to Obama, America has stirred up all the hornet's nests in the Middle East. For the most part, those angry hornets are far away from the U.S., but those insects are on Russia's southern border, starting with those lousy Chechnyans. And it's not just the Americans stirring things up. It's flunky countries, too. It still kills me to think back to what British Prime Minister Tony Blair said just a few weeks after 9-11 in a speech that made the Americans swoon. Blair chose to regard all the coming wars as a great opportunity for international do-gooding. After talking up the importance of freedom, Blair cited all needy peoples of the Muslim world are declared. They, too, are our cause. What kind of bull crap is that? Radical Muslims killed you, and so you want to go help them? Put them on welfare? America put its blacks on welfare, and were they grateful? Did they become less violent? Yet in Blair's mind, these same Muslims were supposed to be grateful for all of this help. This was the theory. Then Blair Blair concluded with these lines, this is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again before they do. Let us reorder this world around us. And of course, that's what Blair and Bush did. They reordered the Muslim world, but not in a good way. They made it much worse. Putin said, look, I'm a conservative. I have my imperial ambitions to be sure. But the last thing I want to do is send all the pieces of the world kaleidoscope fluxing around. We've had enough gratuitous messaging and messing things up in our own history, whether by Ivan the Terrible or Comrade Stalin. I won't order Russian Orthodox, which is our order. So I've been predicting all along that the Bush-Blair crusade wouldn't work, and I've been right all along, as a Rudders reporter quoted me as saying, September 1, we need to remember what's happened in the last decade. The number of times the United States has initiated armed conflicts in various parts of the world, has it solved a single problem? Putin answers, and the answer to that is, of course, no. The U.S. made things worse. Today, look at Syria. By my count, the U.S. has led six major interventions in the Muslim Asian Africa over the last 30 years. Reagan in Lebanon, Bush 41, and Clinton in uh, Somalia, Bush 43 in Afghanistan and Iraq, and Obama in Libya and Egypt. None of them have worked out well. And so now Syria, with the red line crap and all, Putin says, needless to say, I'm happy to see the Americans make fools of themselves once again with their president. Anything that weakens Uncle Sam, helps Mother Russia. Yet even so, after all this, I could be persuaded to make a deal with Obama on Syria. Other U.S. presidents have done just that. Nixon did with Brezhnev in May 1972 as Vietnam was still raging. He said, in effect, I need to get out of this stupid war, but I must look tough so I get reelected. So you Russians, pretty please, 
look the other way while I bomb the crap out of the North Vietnamese so the U.S. can stand tall on its way out of Vietnam, secure a decent interval and not obviously lose our honor, and then we'll owe you one. Brezhnev went along with Nixon, and Nixon bombed uh, and got out, and, and his result was uh, uh, a, a notable warning of the uh, uh, U.S.-Soviet relations in 1970s. So that's the kind of deal that Obama could make with me today, Putin says, on Syria. Yet once again, Obama would have to give me something in return. What would it be? Free reign in Chechnya, blind eye toward the incremental reclaiming of lost Soviet territories back into Russian motherland, or just a simple bribe? Who knows? I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Putin says Obama doesn't seem to think he needs me for anything. Indeed, he is going out of his way to stick his finger in my eye. Just on uh, Monday, we learned that the president is going to be meeting with gay groups while in Russia as a uh, not-so-subtle statement against recent Russians' anti-homosexuality crackdown. He is meeting with my enemies right in my own country. I don't do that to him. I don't come to America to meet with his National Rifle Association. Yes, Obama would rather cultivate the worldwide gay constituency than work with me to solve Syria. With Russians, uh, know of the, you know, we Russians know about the trade-offs. Uh, back during the uh, great... Uh, Patriotic War in 42, the Nazis were besieging both uh, Leningrad and Stalingrad. The Red Army had to manage its resources. Do we seek to relieve Leningrad in the north and keep a million people from starving? Or do we relieve Stalingrad in the south and keep the Hitlerites from capturing our oil resources? We did the latter. Of course, and not only did we save the hero city of Stalingrad, but we wiped out the entire German 6th Army. So yes, it was a tough trade-off, the kind you have to make when you need to win. Hundreds of thousands of Leningrads died, including my uncle, he said. But the tide of the war was shifted, and the USSR was saved. Today, of course, I will make it my business to see to it that Obama gets none of what he wants. I will help Assad. I will subdue the homosexuals here in Russia. And I will be, uh, still be in power when Obama is laughed off of the world stage. Yet while I will savor the prospect of humiliating Obama, I still lament the opportunity, the lost opportunity to focus on the real enemy, which is Islamic radicalism. We can deal with Saad uh, in Saudi Arabia, that's for sure, but uh, even they have trouble with the crazies in the Islamophobia world. Uh, They would be glad to have our help, but we should do it together so that one party doesn't come to dominate. Now, we have talked many times on this radio program about the curse on us called Muslims and the political correctness that keeps that curse out of the media. And I, for one, can appreciate the fact that Putin is not afraid to bring it out in the open and call it what it should be, and that is... We are at war with Islamic extremists. Right here at home, both our national political parties are afraid to mention it. We know, too, that we have trolls in the right that act like they are for the Republican Party and for America when, in fact, they prove themselves to be for the left progressive liberals 
by their votes and how they speak out against what is good for America, and we label them rhinos. How could we come together with a place like Russia when we have what could be described as a war going on in Congress and the White House right now? America is in trouble with mounting debt, which will destroy us, and a deliberate act from this administration to divide America. For a divided America is easier for this administration to destroy America from within. You know, I have great two great people who uh, help make this show what it is, Mr. Michael Talley and Dr. Mark Davis. And I will bring in... One at a time, Mr. Great, Michael Talley, do you have some comment? I tell you, I think we should get Putin on our radio show. Yeah. I agree with everything the boy says. You know, he's yeah. he's laughing at the United States through Obama. Obama, being gay himself, is pushing to meet with gay groups in Russia. That's that's the top of his agenda. Monday of all today, he's on there with a picture of a football team holding up a jersey. He's on the radio yesterday talking about the uh, VA scandal and his typical, you know, page six rhetoric. Oh, I didn't know about this. This is uh, we're going to do something, you know, going on and on the way the way the boy does, and uh, laughing during the debate with Romney about uh, the Cold War, although 80s called, they want their Cold War back. He's an idiot. I mean, it's just, there's nothing else she can say. Obama is doing everything he can to destroy the country and all of our enemies. I mean, Putin's got him down to a science. He knows. He's laughing at Obama and his red line. Oh, yeah. And now you got Pelosi out there, or Pelosi, or or, or drunken ex-speaker of the house. Putting Elijah Cummings and four Democrats on the Benghazi investigation committee because, in her words, we can't leave this to the Republicans. It just <laughs> goes on and on. You got Curry, who Russia also laughs at, and Russia is trying to put the Soviet Union back together. It never died. The Cold War never died in their eyes. Curry's biggest problem is global warming. Curry, the head Muppet, this is incredible. Doctor, what are your words? You're so right, Michael. David, you're so right. Putin impugned Reagan when he mentioned the Libya, and people don't remember what happened in Libya in April of 1986 when uh, the, uh, there was a bombing of a discotheque in, in West Germany, and that started the uh, cascade of events which happened in Libya of April uh, 15, 2000. Sorry, uh, 1986. Uh, that, so there was a reason why Reagan bombed Libya, and it was a good reason, too. And some of the other things that Putin said have a lot of holes in them in terms of why we did what we did when we did them. But he makes a broad paint stroke on that. So uh, I wouldn't believe everything Putin says, and I, I can't agree with many of the things, especially impugning Reagan's motives for bombing Libya. But anyway, uh, right now, uh, yesterday in the Ukraine, uh, 11 people died in a, in a bombing. Uh, hundreds of people dead now in the last several weeks. So the Ukraine is unstable, and it's being, uh, the instability is being initiated by Russia. So Putin doesn't have his hands clean here. And uh, to go after Obama, it's very easy to go after Obama. He does nothing. He's, he, everything he says is against America. So um, that, that's how I feel about that. You know, world, the world stage now, people do laugh at our president, John Kerry, from the apartheid comments in um, Israel to uh, global warming is, is absolutely absurd. He doesn't know what he's saying. And uh, that, that's what they're worried about, global warming, gay rights. These are the major agendas for these people, not not what the uh, going on in, in the world, the instability. So uh, your summary was very good, David. David was right on, right on the nose. What do you think about the uh, Putin statement about uh He's been fighting the Muslims, and this is a a Muslim uh, war, and that we should be united because that's Muslims are killing everybody else that's not a Muslim, and he's made that very very clear. and And I can't imagine how many times we've talked about that here on this radio program because we're not 
politically correct, and we're not afraid to bring out those issues. But he plainly talked about it. Those rotten Chesnians are, are the ones that are trying to kill Russians. So I don't know that we wouldn't be uh, more inclined to uh, believe what he's got to say if it were happening to us. I mean, here we are right now. Uh, we've got the, the back door open to Muslims, and uh, this Muslim in chief is allowing millions of them over here without even going through the... Yeah the process of, of being a citizen because he's looking for people that would shoot Americans. He does not have America's good interest at heart. He's got the destruction of America at heart. If you if you examine Chechnya specifically, Russia killed a lot of civilians there. So Putin's hands are not clean and broad paint strokes on the world stage in terms of historical co- context that uh, Putin is making. We had the incursion by the Russians from 1979 to 1989 after Afghanistan. That was a complete, utter disaster. They lost. The people in the mountains beat them, no matter how much technology they brought in. So uh, Russia's hands are not clean in a lot of things. Your reference to Stalingrad was excellent because so many people died there. It was really sad. But uh, the Russians overcame that. If it wasn't for the Russians and their benefit, we... uh, uh, not, may have not won World War II. The Russians were very fierce fighters, especially in Eastern Europe, and uh, they overcame. And they divided Germany. It was so mad they divided up Germany by 1949. So there's a lot of things there to think about in terms of what Putin says. And right. just look for the holes. There's plenty of them. Well, at least Putin is speaking. I, I, I like that about him. He's calling out Obama. He's saying things in the interest yeah. of the Soviet Union. But he is thriving on the world stage now because Obama has put us into such a, a laughable state of uh, of events. He, like like you said, Doctor, he's pushing gay rights. Yeah. We got this uh, protest at McDonald's yesterday. Yes. And not to appear prejudiced, but they're all black, all the pictures yep. you saw. And they're saying, we're worth more. Pay us $15. Are you kidding me? $15 an hour? I've worked for a long time. Yeah. And gained a lot of skill before I made fifteen dollars an hour. And they yeah. went it for wrapping hamburgers. Yeah. That's what he's promoting. I used to make fifty cents a package delivering them on Wall Street. Fifty cents or a buck. You know, the, I didn't. I read the article. I didn't see the the uh, video footage, but I knew it was Afro American when I saw it. Because the NAACP is behind it. The unions are behind it. They they bust them in. And there's a statement right in and of itself. They bust them in to go in, and they, uh, I think over 100 people were arrested at the time. So uh, you can't give $15 an hour to um, McDonald's workers. McDonald's will go out of business quickly uh, for the very algorithm which is set up. Well, this is all inspired by Obama and his class warfare and wealthy welfare. It's supposed to be the beginning. When you have the bottom, you have... You have this is the incentive. This is what you go out the door and you go find a job for the first time. That's at the bottom. You're not supposed to go up the ladder to high-paying jobs. You're supposed to start at the bottom and work your way up. Yes, mentoring and all those kinds of things are wonderful, but free handouts destroy the actual uh, desire to want to make a living. Just like these people, they want to sit there and flip the hamburgers, but we we want more money. Well, no. Uh, go out and learn different tasks, better tasks, and educate yourself to where you can earn more money. That's the, that's the, the one of the bottom runs. I mean, I've got people that that come mow my grass, who I'm very very proud of. They absolutely come out and do very very hard work. They love it because they're making a living for their families. It has nothing to do with anything other than starting and continuing and expanding business and being in uh, self-control in your own business, all those types of things. That's the wonderful thing about America, and we're destroying that. We're, we're telling people they don't have to work for it. And that's, that's wrong. Well, they got these people echoing Obama's own words. There's this video of this black woman saying, well, I've got three kids. I can't take care of them on $7 an hour. Well, here's a clue. Don't have three kids. Exactly. You, you made the show. Not only that, 
doctors. These people were given $20,000 a year educations in high school. They offered free college. They're offered free technical and vocational courses, and they're not taking advantage of them. They can't because they don't have the intellectual firepower to do some of the things that people do to make money. So they set in these low-wage jobs, and you're going to hear from the horse's mouth that I used to own and or operate health facilities, the majority of people were Afro so-called Afro-American, and there may have been a thousand of them over the time that uh, I was working in that field. And let me tell you something, uh, they'll do good at the domestic level. Uh, when it comes to the intellectual level, forget it. They don't do well, and it's just a known fact in, in the communities from which they're, which they're drawn. They're not well-educated. I don't think they want to be well-educated, but they want the money. They want the money that other people worked hard for to get, but they want it they without merit, and that's what I saw. And I'm not in that field anymore. And uh, because of them, I lost so much money, I, would just, I wouldn't even get into one of this radio show. This, uh, this administration has done its very best, and I mean all of its, its uh, right-hand people, like the Eric Holder and the, blow, and the blah blahs out there, who have done a very good job of dividing America and going after white people and leaving black people alone because they are entitled to be left alone and they're entitled to somebody else's hard-earned money. They've been told that. They believe that. I'm, I'm to the point to where we have to scream to the top of our voices Political correctness is against the damn law. You've got to start speaking out against this and bring America back. We, there are proud people of all colors, and if you have to have an adjective before your name, get the hell out of here. This is America. You want to be an American, be an American. We speak English over here. I don't like pressing one for English. It is America, and we need to let people understand they're not going to change it. We had, we, we were so weak and pathetic, and it started years ago, the uh, Madeleine Murray O'Hare's of the world who changed the complete philosophy and thinking in schools. And there's people now, uh, I, I'm a gay, and, and I want to have the same uh, uh, rights bestowed on me as being a man and a woman. We don't want you to say man and woman. It's just marriage. And I'm sick to death of that kind of talk. You are not going to come here with your rhetoric and change our country. This is America. End of story. Like it or leave it. And you've got some people that say, well, this gay rights is good. They should get the, the, the ability to marriage. These people don't think what's it going to do to Medicare, what's it going to do to Medicaid, what it's going to do to your insurance programs, your medical benefits. They don't think deep. They're surface. They're, they're low-information voters. They lean along the surface but can't delve into anything. They don't understand how things operate. But Obama is promoting that. He comes out and says, you people can't raise a family of three on the minimum wage. It's got to be $15 an hour. Are you kidding me? We got this female, black female Democrat in California that wants to make the minimum wage $25, $26 an hour. Are you kidding me? I, I, it's, just, it's frustrating. These people do not live in the real world. These are the low-end ghetto politicians that get into power and they start making these explicatives, and they start talking about nonsense coming through their rear ends. This is wrong, uh, $26, $15. And you get it by merit. People are moved up pretty quickly at McDonald's. They do a good job, and they're not moved up to $15 an hour. They can become managers, regional managers. You can have a career there if you want to. Most people just go in there for a few bucks. It was never meant for a... Uh, to support a family. If she thinks he's going to support a family at McDonald's, she's wrong. Go to community college, get a skill, uh, and be a secretary somewhere, an administrator or whatever. Uh, I'm not keeping them down. They're keeping themselves down. And this is 2014. This is not a, a 1851. They have many, many opportunities. And you know something, the war on poverty? You know how the war on poverty works? They take money from, I'm going to say, it, white people like us. They extort money, the IRS, and they give it to these people, and they still fail. 
they can get, we have people drive, and I mentioned this on earlier shows, Mercedes Benzes and high-end cars here with medical assistance cars, housing supplements, food stands, things like that. And they're driving around, and these are the people that are crowding into the casinos here in Maryland by, by the thousands every day uh, with their entitlement money that's coming from basically working people, the majority of which I have to say to white people, and that's the way it is. Morality has been excluded from the political venue, and Obama offers to the nation religion has no place in the Obama mind. You know, he yep. stood up there and screamed out that, that we're no longer a Christian nation, remember? And, of course, yeah. Obama mind, exception to that is the followers of Muhammad. Lawlessness and outrageous anti-constitutional behavior and are the keys into the Oval Office, you know, which, uh, of course, redefined uh, the meaning of government corruption. You know, the founders could foresee a time when their great document would be uh, destroyed by the overreaching executive branch, and therefore they established checks and balances uh, with the other two branches. But unfortunately, as most of us know the political ideologies there are completely backwards because Obama himself has written laws and changed laws. We have a lawless government, and for him to expand uh, law uh, through his uh, uh, Eric Holder rank and say that now, white people, you must obey my laws, this is becoming ridiculous, and I do not understand how we still have people who fight hard for the bogus left, and I call it that because every time you have a fact brought up, they can do the Uncle Joe thing. Well, that's not true. Well, that's not true. How it, do, do we have a bunch of people that just hate America? Is that what they are? They can't be that stupid. I don't. I don't buy no, that stupid. I think they just hate America. Well, they've been waiting for somebody like Obama to come along because, you know, admittedly, Obama's—he's not too bright. That is teleprompter. He's clueless. But these people are using him, and you know, he's being used by Soros, Jarrett, people like that. People, even the people in the media. This is what they want to see, and they're just saying, "Well, the president wants us, so it's got to be right." Yeah. I hate calling him a president because I never. And saw the other thing is president. money. I mean, did you know that McCon- uh, that uh, uh, Mitch McConnell actually supported and voted for the Alaskan Bridge to Nowhere? You know, money is is what is relevant in Congress. It's not our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, or the American people who are supposed to be the boss. They get in there and they figure out how to lie to the people to stay in there. And one of the ways they can stay in there is to is to promise freebies, just like we've been talking about, to destroy the actual entrepreneurship in people, to get them more dependent on government so they can be easier controlled. There's, there's just no other reasoning for it. There's a financial graveyard in Washington and the blue, of blue states with all the projects that went bad from bad decision-making from the liberals and the progressives. I'm thinking of Solinger as one of them, and that's one of just one. They they invested in companies to make solar-powered cars or uh, alternate, alternative fuel cars that all failed, and then maybe they could buy them for $100,000, $150,000. Um, it, it, it's gotten so absurd that just listening to it, you laugh. Of course, it's so much of it, so much of wasted money. They were prepared to give Solyndra another half a billion dollars. You may not be aware of this. Uh, there's a company, uh, I think it was in Finland, that we gave $680 million to produce a car, uh, some alternative fuel car. And that car would have cost $89,000 a year. But people like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, oh, they're going to go out and buy it or Julia Roberts. In fact, they did. <laughs> so that, that's the kind of Did you guys hear this speech from... Um, so-called speech from the VA uh, for Obama yesterday. Oh, I heard parts of it. It's disgusting. Yes, it was he was bad. so outraged. You know, page yeah. six of his yeah. play. Oh, if I find yeah. something else, yeah. I've got to appear to be outraged, and yeah. heads are going to roll. And more, more 
foolishness. But he already knew it. They they can prove yeah. he already knew it. He was he, he even talked about it six years ago. Yeah, he knew it in two thousand eight. There was no urgency in his voice to make any changes. He's not getting rid of General Trinzecki, who has no medical and or health care management experience at all, which he should have gone. That would be the honorable thing to do. They got rid of somebody that was going to retire anyway, and they knew he was going to retire. And they think people are stupid enough to think that, oh, he did something. He did nothing. He never does anything. Yeah, now let's let time pass so we can say, hey, that's a long time ago. Why do we want yep. to talk about that now? Yep. Yeah, that was six months ago. Uh, you know, what difference does it make now anyway? Then yeah. Ghazi goes right into the Oval Office. We all know it. Somebody offered a million dollars to find out where the smoking gun is. And that, that's got, I don't know who's, who's done that, but the, if that comes up and it comes out, Obama better hide under his desk. I think Trey Gowdy's going to get him. I really believe it. I think the trail of breadcrumbs goes right, right into the White House. Oh, absolutely! And Trey Gowdy's not nobody's going to scare him. Yeah. Just Elijah oh, no. Cummings is get up there and pull the nonsense he pulled with ISA. Yeah. Trey Gowdy's going to, you know, sit down, boy. Yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. yeah. How about Eric yeah. Holder saying, "Don't, don't go there." You know, he was giving an. Yeah, order. he's threatening him. Um, I could I could hear Trey Gowdy saying to Elijah Cummings, "Sit your rear end down and shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. I'm just waiting for that. I'm going to listen to this on yeah. C-SPAN. We, we C-SPAN need more. Was left too, by the way. We need more Trey Gowdy. Yes. He got upset at Lisa when Lisa good, says we're good, done here. strong guy, good moral values. And I don't like lawyers. I wrote a book against him, but he's a very good prosecutor, I understand. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out. Oh, absolutely, I, I yeah. I, I believe it's going to be true. Go right in there. It's going to get Susan Rice and the rest of these rats who knew exactly what happened in Benghazi. You know, what difference does it make? It makes a lot of difference if it was your kid. If it was my kid, I'd be crying like I had three uh, good kids. If one of them got caught under a, a barrage of bombs, I, I'd want something done, too. Well, I wouldn't want any of my kids going to the military now with uh, our golfer-in-chief, the theoretical commander-in-chief. Hell no. He hates the military. He hates it. He despises it. I don't think he salutes most of the time or knows how to salute. He wasn't even a Boy Scout. Nothing. It's disgusting. He walks out of the plane and does one of those phony piece of crap salutes yeah. to the Marines. Yeah. Are you kidding? This he is looks down at the ground when he does it. You ever notice that? He looks straight at the ground. Oh, yeah. He won't look at it. He's never, I've never seen him look at him. And in, when the pledge or anything the, uh, is going on, he has his hands uh, crossed in front of his crotch, and everybody's got their hand <laughs> over their heart, and he's looking down and around. And yeah. Aza, he won't yeah. wear the flag until he was embarrassed yeah. into wearing it. Yeah. And yeah, he said Michelle it, and the kids are going to be the same way. They he's headed towards the divorce anyway. He's, he's going to be divorced. Right as soon as they get out of the White House, she's going to the lawyers. They say he has almost $13 million. How does a man like him accumulate $13 million when he hasn't worked? I'm sure, where is the money coming from? The books didn't generate that much money. I don't believe it. And his salary, half of it goes to taxes, I think. Yeah. Well, this is on this global warming kick. It's always that kickback. Most of his biggest uh, people that... Was his campaign financiers? Yeah. He he's the one that that uh, that granted them the uh, like the cylinders and, and et cetera of the world. Yeah. Granted them their uh, uh, government money, and and part of that got him elected. You know, it's just it, it's a it's a bridge to nowhere hypocrisy up there, and and just like the Mitch McConnells of the world, and we need to get rid of term limits, by the way, guys, but just like the Mitch McConnells of the world, they yeah. get up there and they deal for the biggest prize. They don't give a crap about America. They I deal for pic- the biggest prize. I saw a picture of uh, uh, Julia Roberts on the cover, I think it was Cosmopolitan, that Hillary is her ideal candidate for 2016, and she idolizes her. It's on the cover. I said, this is the mindset of the left-wing radicals that sit in the Hollywood booth that have a hundred, two, or three hundred million dollars, who make more money than the people they play or act uh, act out, and, and this is why they could be separate from the rest of us. They have so much money; they live in a surrealistic unre- unreality that none of us can understand. They can go anywhere they want, whenever they want, buy whatever they want, 
and then force their will on the rest of us. And that's the, exactly what's happening. The same with Bloomberg. Bloomberg thinks he could just buy everybody, and he can't. He believes he could. And, and that's a mindset. You know, This is like a new version of McCarthyism almost, where these radicals are coming in. The, if they're supporting Obama, they're supporting Muslim uh, culture, and they're supporting uh, the Obamacare, they're supporting everything that Obama stands for. Yeah, they won't support building the wall down south on the border with Mexico. No, not at all. It's like uh, Putin was saying, as you were indicating, David, before. Uh, you know, the United States is aggravating all these countries, but they're not in the United States. Yeah. Well, he missed a point that we have no southern border protection. Yeah. We have Muslim cells all over the place. Muslim, you right. know, the cult, obviously not a religion. But there are sleeper cells all over the states. So Putin's wrong on that point. We got him here. And Obama's protecting me. That's 36,000 illegal oh, yeah. immigrants out of prison. Who the hell would oh, yeah. do that? Well, exactly. Answer this. You know, why we, does the USDA, Department of Agriculture, need submachine guns? They put out uh, for a bid for these submachine guns that could shoot 30 rounds in a second. Why do they need that? Why does the post office need it? Why do they want to denude us of guns? The obvious answer is... They're, they think a civil unrest is coming, which is being stirred by the Obama administration, and they're going to go out and kill people. Hoax sale, kill people. They're already talking about drones. There's a drone memo to kill uh, so-called international radicals who are American citizens abroad right. using a drone. Uh, they want to put a judge on one of the uh, appellate courts now who wrote that memo, he, and he quit his first hurdle yesterday uh, to be approved in the Senate. Of course, it's all uh, left-wingers up there. Even the rhino, there's so many rhinos up there. So we have a country that's being deconstructed inch by inch and foot by foot by a radical Muslim in the White House who most people don't see as that. I mean, we do because we're, that's exactly we're educated what, and we discuss it. That's what Putin was talking about. You know, yeah. here we should be collaborating in the fact that Muslims are what we've been fighting. Both countries have been fighting for yeah. decades. I mean, look at what we've got right now, and this part of this show is about rhinos. I mean, look at, at we got uh, uh, Governor Jeb Bush, the rhino-in-chief, uh, who's announced that uh, he'd be president and like to run for president, but he would be more like Lyndon Baines Johnson. You know, it's, it's no different than if he were to get up there and give that smile and say, well, those illegal immigrants are coming across here. They broke the law, but it wasn't a felony because they did it out of love. You know, I'm yeah, I'm so sick. I want to I want to vomit on the on the American people. We're not listening to this crap, and those kinds of people are playing like they're Republicans on the right, so that they can materialize and get more votes for those guys on the left. And I'm I'm just uh, to the point to where if we can't reveal everything, then what are we doing? Our, our, you know, we're doing a great job on this radio program. Don't get me wrong. We are not politically correct, and we bring it out. There's dirty laundry out there. We want to talk about it and get it out there. But there is that problem right now that we're faced, you know, that there's not a single thing that is happening up there other than people like Trey Gowdy, and we need a bunch of them up there. We've got to clean this, this spectrum coming up November uh, uh 2014, and start at least right there. I'm telling you, this country is is already sinking in debt. We've got to turn the money press off, and we've got to stop the spending and and deregulate. Get the regu- when we create jobs with regulations uh, and and the people that we put up there to regulate others, that's creating a tax burden. And this government is not shrinking, it's growing. It is so giant right now. They don't even know what's going on. We see the scams going on and on, and they just, they've been told about it in, in emails and all kinds of stuff, and they just simply look over it because the massive amount of government, and they just pass it on, and their entire intent is to destroy this country anyway. So let them go. Let the IRS and the... And, and, and the NSA and all of the others out there that are, that are surfacing uh, do their disruption. It's the idea that uh, Obama can come up and say, there's not a smidgen of evidence. Did you remember that when he was talking with O'Reilly? There's not a smidgen of evidence that uh, the, the IRS did anything wrong. 
you know, we're, invest- we have people that believe him. And the investigation was still ongoing, but he declared it. Well, there's nothing there. Nothing to see here. I you know, would use O'Reilly as a base reference for anything. He wrote a book on Jesus Christ and one on Lincoln, and he didn't know either he had ghostwriters perform those services for him and they sell two or 300,000 books each. You know, just, it's just appalling when, when there's other material out there for people to read just because he's a... Uh, uh, figure on a TV show. I don't like O'Reilly. I think he's moved left. We've listened to him over the time period in the last few weeks, and it, it seems that he softened up as well. For Jeb Bush, he's a softball candidate like McCain. He will never, ever become president, and he'd be a bad person to run. Now, Trey Gowdy be a good person to run. Somebody like oh, yeah. him was true blue Republican. We need a true blue, hard-nosed Republican, maybe like John Bolton and uh, yeah, that's Bolton out there. And, and, but they don't like people like him because they're assertive and smart, and they say what they think, and they'll do what they say they'll do. And and no. so that that's the line of and Jeb Bush is all for immigration. He wants to open up the borders. You open up the borders, not only Mexicans are going to come here. You know the rest. Oh, yeah. well, well, we can't let the Democrats and news media elect or select our presidential nominee for 2016. Right. Yeah. They did that with McCain. We can't let them do it again. Yeah. McCain in the in the uh, you're right in the debate McCain would not come back at Obama he wouldn't no. say the things that needed to be said Romney wouldn't either Romney had a yeah. few jokes against Obama that was it he wouldn't say the hard stuff but Bolton would Trump would and then people don't like Trump I think Trey Gowdy would say it in a more eloquent way but come back at him a person like him well you got to say something you got to call a spade a spade if he's doing something sure. wrong you yeah. have to say it yeah yeah. You know, we stopped so definitely a spade, in 2008. So <laughs> and we are yeah, appeasing all these Muslims right. under Obama. If it happens and, and someone has, has said something or done something, yeah. and you stand up there and just grin and let somebody, let these uh, what I call the blank-faced sheep uh, that, that interview people, like those left-wing journalists that they pick to, uh, to do the interviewing when yeah. uh, there's... Uh, a, some kind of a political debate, and they will sit there, and of course they're reining everything over toward uh, the the progressive to to help them, and then they try to send the spikes over to the right to uh, make them look bad. And every time there is a question that somehow surfaces, then the mediator will jump away from that subject if it's going to make the left look bad. Have you noticed that? that what's oh, yeah. a woman's name? They can't, they can't do that. No, no, you know what the left does? You know how they hang you in effigy? Take the Obamacare book I wrote. They put up all kinds of negative stuff on different media sites about the book, things that are not even in the book. They, they cast me in a very, very negative light so people won't buy the book, which is about Obamacare. It's not basically about Obama. It's about a bad piece of health care legislation. Yet they made it sound like it's the most political book on, on the earth, and that's not right. Then they call into radio shows, and they lambast you. that I, You don't know what you're talking about, and, and, and this is what the left does. They demonize you. They demonize you so much you want to crawl under a rock, literally. Not this person, but people in yep. general. And that's what they, the Republicans, they're putting up these, may I use the word wussies, if you will, candidates, who won't come back at this guy. When Romney was being assaulted for causing cancer in a woman, when the woman was not in his employ for five or six years yet, who had health insurance when she was with him, he didn't say anything. He didn't say a word. Neither did his party, his, his people representing him, nothing. So this is what we're going to have. We need to find a hardball candidate who will say what they're supposed to say and go through the same garbage cans that the Democrats do to find uh, bits and pieces of stuff against the other candidates. Yeah, you need somebody with some nerve. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I know you're a member of that group, uh, uh, Mike, that uh, bloggers uh, on uh, on uh, LinkedIn. I noticed that uh, the left-wing uh, nut job that was disguised as a rhino that was in our group at one time, yeah. all yeah. of his comments have been deleted off of here since he couldn't get a rise out of me as, as uh, uh, did you get my uh, little email there Mike saying hey do you see what's going on over here <laughs> yeah I, I did I've been out of the uh, out of the but office now all of we've the worked on another project but I did see it 
Yeah, all of his statements now are gone. So uh, since he couldn't, like uh, uh, like Dr. Davis was saying, he couldn't rouse me with his uh, rhetoric. So, bomb, he's out of he's out of the country now. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of those early on that uh, were just they can never use facts, but they always resorted to the typical Democrat Obama name calling thing, and they've disappeared. So. They're pretty I was sensitive, and they what, wear out pretty quick. I'm sorry, I can't hear your voice drop on this side. I was out of the White House, on the White House side on LinkedIn. They literally drove me off with it. It would hold up my comments. Everything is left-wing. It's so left-wing, it sounds like it's, it's a, a socialized communism on there. And all for Obama. All this, They claim 80,000 members. Are these all uh, left-wingers? Most likely, yes, because you, you can't get on there. But it appears to be, when you go to the White House side, that only about 10 or 12 active members are on there all the time, and they're acting like some kind of police squad to deny conservative views. Up there. They're trolls. They're paid trolls. Some of them yeah. even from out of the country paid trolls to, yeah. to, to demean anyone that looks like they're uh, conservative or right. You have they, – they will jump right at you. That's not true. That's not true. Boom, pow, and you're this and you're that. And yeah. try to change to a rhetoric that would be one of, of uh, uh, to accost you, you know, anything to get off of the subject. That's what they're paid yeah. to do. They're paid trolls. And this, this is what I call that facts. Yeah, yeah. This is what I call that guy that uh, was uh, uh, attacking me over there. I said, well, you know, I wouldn't give him any uh, answer. I would, I would give information, and I wouldn't come back to his rhetoric. But I said, well, it's a shame that the intelligent people are not uh, commenting and just the troll. <laughs> well, don't worry, guys. I like that. If you get on there and comment, I got your back. <laughs> so don't worry about it. I'm right there. I got my weapons already. I've got my back for a lot of people on there uh, who were insulted. There's one lady, uh, Farrar, I think her name is up there. She's a realtor, and she writes good conservative stuff, and she was viciously attacked. She contacted me personally. And I came back right at the people that went after her. It's just a sad state of affairs. That's all. Yeah, Beverly, I had the same thing. Beverly, yeah, Beverly, that's her name. I haven't talked to yeah. her in a while. Uh, that's that's the way these people are. You know, they, they, they want alternative energy, but they don't address the fact that, what are you going to put a windmill on the back of a car? What are you going to do with a plane? Alternative energy doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I, I did some research on that, by the way. To, just to tell you about it, the uh, do you know that it takes more money and uh, and more time than to build these uh, uh, these energy producing cells out there from the sun, it, yeah. and they can actually produce. They will yeah. destroy themselves over a certain period of time, and yeah. and they cannot produce an equal amount of energy from what they've, uh, yeah. what it costs to produce them. Now, I've, I've really been doing a lot of research on that, and hopefully uh, bring some information to the show at some point. But that's incredible. We, we've got a complete trickery, uh, hide and seek there, if you will, yeah. when it comes to that solar energy. That is a complete. There's not going to be a. Hold on, that's that's like their electric yeah. cars. Where do they think the power comes from when you plug an electric car in? <laughs> right. And, and you've got to go 40 miles, like 40 miles during the day. I, I you've got to plug it in after 40 miles because it's going to die on you. Yeah. You I don't think so. I'm sorry, I can't hear you when you stop. Maryland Cylindra, it's the article called Maryland Cylindra Wind Farms Off the Coast of uh, of uh, Ocean City, Maryland, and it talks about the analysis of what it costs to do everything. And they're still pushing it, just like you're saying, Mike and, and David. It, it, it's outrageous cost to produce this energy. Yeah, it's incredible. There's not going to be a time where that's going to be a fruitful uh, piece of energy. We should yeah. be the energy producer of the world right now. And energy, instead of $4 a gallon for premium right now, and it will be 5 uh, by the end of uh, 2014 and mid-2016, because the oil czar for Obama said he wants it to be that way, because we should be like... Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. 
you claim you have not heard of. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure...